Football season's here. And it's not a drill. It's not preseason. It's not practice. It's not an inner squad scrimmage. It's football, <laughs> Justin. Yes. And you, know, and you know who starts off football? Thursday night football. Our nemesis. The new nemesis. The Lions and the Chiefs. Yeah, yeah. Yo. So, so hold on a second. Hold on a second. I got something for it. I got something for this occasion. Hold on. Hold on. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What we got? Look at him. Look at that. Look at that. This is how you watch hey. the game right here. Megatron jersey with a Bengals hat on. That's what we're doing tonight. That's what we're doing hey, we tonight. We we got Bengal North happening in Detroit. I love it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's get it started. Thank you for tuning in to Running Through the Jungle. I'm your host, Brandon Harriet, with your host, Justin Lacey. How's it going, Justin? Man, I'm doing fantastic, man. As you said in the opening, man, this football season we here is week one. We're finally ready to get the real shit started. Um, I did want to notate something that I just noticed in the beginning that my name is my last name is misspelled in the uh in the, in the theme song. Is it so really? It's, yeah, it's spelled L-A-C-Y on the on the uh, theme song, but my name Come is on. actually Justin Lacey, L-A-C-E-Y. -E so, I haven't I I gotta I gotta get mine on that. It was right for the I first just, one. I just it was right for the first one we did the original intro, but yeah, when they switched it up, they kind of did like a Come little on, bit of misprint there, but <laughs> Come on, oh, man. But, it is yeah. pretty dope though. We'll get it fixed. We'll get it fixed. So mm -hmm. uh we're gonna jump right into it. Wednesday, uh, I'm pretty sure we were all looking forward to Joe Burrow's presser. Uh, he hasn't mm -hmm. been talking a whole lot. Um, but, uh, yeah, so he, he talked a lot about the injury. He talked a lot about uh, things going on with the season. A couple people, you know, poked and prodded at what we all wanted the answer to, and we all knew we weren't going to get contracts. So, yeah. Joe Burrow contract. Does it give you any anxiety yet, or are we just here to relax? I'm going to relax again. I understand we would have loved to have seen the contract drop, the news drop on a contract either. Most people kind of had it from, like, yesterday's date because it was 9-5 of 2023 that that would have been the perfect date to drop T. Higgins and Joe Burrow's contract since they both were 9-5. and five. So, I love that. I love that makeup, that little mock-up by the fans. But I, I knew that 
Wishful realistically, what, what keeps me calm is I heard Joe Burrow speak and he put it eloquently. He didn't give any sort of details other than it's going to get done when it get done. My focus is on beating the Browns. And that's what you want him to say. Um, one of his best friends, Nick Bosa, has signed his extension today. Five-year, $170 million contract, $122 million guaranteed. That ends Nick Bosa's holdout, so he's now playing week one. Uh, so I could be wrong. But don't they have the same uh, agent? Yeah, the same yeah. agent. So I, the deal's on the table, and that's nothing, too. Most fans probably already know this already. The deal is already written and on the table. All Joe Burrow has to do in his representation, they have to do is just go in and make sure that all the intricacies are right. And I expect it to be done before week one even kicks off. So – but it was like you said, it was just nice to get him out on the podium. It was his first time talking since July 27th uh, before the injury even happened. And, you know, we're just we're just happy that he's there. You know, he's he sounds motivated. He sounds ready to go. He understands the urgency behind the city that this is your championship caliber type season right here with the expectation of winning the Super Bowl. And it feels different. It looks different in a positive way. So I was just happy to hear from him. Yeah, I. uh the takeaway I think I had with the, the this, that, and the other they said in there, the one thing that really spoke uh, spoke to my heart was, you know, I'm not worried about it. This mm-hmm. is where I want to spend my career. We're working on getting that done. Right. I was like, okay, all right, I'll relax. Because I've been a little high strung the past 10 days. I ain't going to lie. Uh, you know, football is getting closer and it's getting closer. And you smell it and the, Temperature in the evenings is getting down where I can grab a hoodie. I sit out in the porch with a cigar and worry about Joe Burrow's contract. So I hope it gets done before the season opener. Hopefully it's done while you're listening to this on Thursday morning. I don't know. Uh, But I don't have anxiety, but I really wish it would be done. Yeah. So sticking in the contracts. I'm going to ask you to put some percentages on a few guys. So give me a 50-50, done, not done, 60-40, done, not done, 70, 90-10, 100%. I don't care, whatever you got. Done, not done on these three players. T. Higgins, deal get done? Uh, yes, I'm going to go with 70-30 that a deal gets done. I know that there's also been some bold takes about, you know, if the Bengals were to go on and win the Super Bowl, which actually can obviously happen, that the Bengals may look down the pipe and see that they have to give a lucrative, a much more lucrative extension to Jamar, that a tag and trade could be necessary. But I also think that they value T. Higgins as well. Duke Tobin would not have made the comments during the uh, – earlier during the offseason, uh, during – was that the combine and the trade yeah. that was happening? You know, the famous get your own. find your own. Yeah, go get you that bet. Exactly. Like, and we're not in the in the uh, business of making other teams better by taking one of our core main guys. So yeah, I think 70 30 that contract gets done. Maybe 60 40, but it's done versus not done. Yeah, I I uh I would love to get it done, obviously. Um I, I mean, who wouldn't? But uh I'm a 50-50 guy. I'm a 50-50 guy. I, I, I still – I'm not 100% sold on it yet. Um, coin toss for me, uh, mostly because I got a coin toss for the next guy, and I don't know how we get these three guys done. Um, 
Cheeto. You think we re-signed That's- Cheeto? Where are you at percentage-wise on him? Depending on – I'm going to go 50-50 with this one. And because I can see it happen in one of two ways. Either A, he balls out and has another strong showing like he did before he got hurt last year. The Bengals can go offer him an extension and give him a nice pay raise to kind of give him a, a stronger signable, sort of like what they did with Trey Hendrickson. Um, or B, he doesn't perform up to the level of standard that he has shown before he got hurt. It shows that he still got to work his way back, and it's the final year of his deal, and the Bengals may also go ahead and let him test free agency to see if he can get the bag somewhere else. And if it doesn't work, they may bring him back. They may not, uh, you know, depending on how fast our corners, our other young corners grow, too, during that time. But that is a 50-50 for me. I'm 50-52, and I really think it's because of the good young corners. I think they've drafted pretty well in that area. Um, I, I also think that they've drafted pretty well a wide receiver, and that might be part of the reason why I'm 50-50 um, with Higgins as well. I, I really want him to sign Higgins, um, probably yeah. more so than Cheeto, um, because I think Cheeto's – I mean, he is he's different, though. He's put together different, but you got to be concerned with, uh, you know, the the age and the, the knee surgery and – I don't know. Like that's a that's a tough that's a tough gig. I don't know. It could be could be fine. 50 is where I'm at. Here's where I fall down a little bit, just because of our history. Um, when you hit that 30 mark, you play interior defensive line. We don't have a big track record of giving you a lot of money. And I think this guy wrecks things. I think we're a totally different defense when DJ Reader is in there. What's your percentage on DJ Reader? I think that he's going to be like Trey Hendrickson with an extension, a little bit different. I have him at 60-40. He does get – we does we do give him an extension. Who's replacing him? I don't know who's replacing him. And quite frankly, uh, you don't really have any backup plan of if he goes out other than maybe J2 Fele. But as much as I like the kid, he ain't DJ Reader. That is your – that is your hard-nosed run defense. He is the heart and soul of the interior of your defense, of the, basically your defense. Honestly, the defense goes as he goes, you know, and with with him being a veteran presence and one of the bigger guys that, to lead the charge on that side of the ball, you you need to keep that continuity together at some point during the future years when guys like Lou Anarumo and, you know, other guys move on to different teams and coaching gigs and stuff. It's nice to know that a pillar like DJ will be put in place. But, again, that might be wishful thinking on my part. They may have a plan to already attack his replacement if things were to go awry. Um, I tend to think, though, he stays 60-40 for me. Man, I'm a 30-70 guy, and I hope that I'm as wrong about this as I was about Joe Burrow staying healthy for the preseason or Trey Mm -hmm. Hendrickson being capped casually. I I hope I'm wrong because I love watching this dude play, man. He – he wrecks the game. He wrecks. He, we're yeah. totally different when he's out there. I, I don't know. Um, so it looks like Trevion Williams uh, could looks like a go um, from everything I'm seeing. Uh, so will he be the third down back um, starting off the season uh, in your eyes? And will we be dressing for running backs or will we move? someone to enact hmm, that is a really good question 
That's a really good question. Um, I'll start with the Travion Williams things, and I'll get into my soft prediction about dressing four running backs potentially. Um, I haven't really heard too much about if Travion Williams is ready to go as far as game day active, but he is practicing whether it's the rehab field or, you know, just in small warmups. And I think that attributes to because you see him Burrow out there, he's out there practicing and he has revitalized the juice and the energy to this team. So with that being said, I tend to think Trevion Williams lean more towards playing and be that signature third down back. Now we go into, let's, let's go into them dressing four running backs. It, we obviously know Joe Mixon is going to be the guy and then followed by the plethora of the trio between Travion Williams. We have Derek. I'm sorry. I was about to call him Derek Brown, Chase Brown, and then Chris Evans. Something tells me one of those three guys is going to be inactive. And I got a gut feeling that it's going to be Chase Brown for now. And, but we can, but you know what? If the game plan is to run the ball much more effectively, then I think that we stick with all four of them as suiting up on game day active. But if I were to be a betting man and say one of those three guys is going to be inactive on game day, I'm going to lean more towards Chase Brown more so than Chris Evans because Chris Evans has shown you a little more thus far, whereas Chase Brown still has a little bit more to prove. Yeah, I agree. And um, I think they have Chris Evans listed as their number one returner on the depth chart. So I think he'll be doing the kick returns and, until Travion gets um, a little more healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that's unfortunate uh, for a lot of reasons, mostly because of my take uh, on Brown. <laughs> I'm going to be selfish on that one and say, you know, my take on Brown's the reason why I wish, but, um, but no, I, you know, I don't think that we had a lot of good blocking for him in the preseason. Um, I'm who am I kidding? It's not that I don't think I watched it. We didn't have any blocking for him uh, during the preseason. So I'm really curious to see what he can do. Um, So I, I, I'm with you. I hope they do actually dress all four. Uh, mm-hmm. that said, it'll be interesting if they do where they play the, all those guys on, uh, on special teams. Cause you're going to have to play some more. If, if those guys are dressing, they're going to be playing special team. So right. that'll be an interesting one. So sorry, uh, for those of you watching, got a little, uh, got a little camera issue going on over here. I'm going to try and figure it out as we go on here, but, uh, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm over 40. I'm getting ready to turn 47, Justin. So you, uh, you can't give me too much technology. Old. Can't give me too much technology. That, that ain't that old. That's still in your prime years. That 40, 47 is the new 27. You tell me, tell my back that. <laughs> tell my back that. Um, yeah. So Chris Evans, the returner, any, anybody else on the depth chart that you saw that surprised you or, or, Anything that you might uh, you might see, or or do you have any uh, comments about the maybe Gentry Zach Gentry joining the the practice squad? So we picked yeah. up a Brown and then turned around and picked up a Steeler. 
Yeah, we we certainly did, and uh, I believe we picked up another defensive name. I'm going to be blanking on his name too. It's just a, another depth piece that we can add to the roster. But Zach 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 Gentry Gentry, I'm getting his name mixed up. Um, we signed him to uh, to the practice squad. It was a pretty solid pickup to add as depth because you don't know what you're going to have with this tight end room. Uh, I like to think and believe that somebody is going to emerge as the budding number two. Um, but I do not think that the answer to that question is Drew Sample or even Mitchell Wilcox for that matter. Uh, Irv Smith Jr., he still has an injury history. But, however, I think that he may have his better season yet playing with Joe Burrow. But it's just nice to have some depth that you can just get in the just get in the building. He has familiarity with the division. I didn't see that signing coming at all, um, but it does make sense. And it, he, he has some athletic traits. He's a big body kind of guy. He's good in run blocking schemes from what I've seen. And I have some, watched him in Pittsburgh, you know, back in the Pratt Fryer move. And I sort of thought he was pretty good in his role. So a nice debt piece pickup. And, and, and I another think Michigan he, boy, you know what I mean? Let's keep stacking those Michigan boys. boys. I did not realize he was a Michigan alum. So, but <laughs> only you would know that. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. What, what is your take for real on him? Uh, I mean, I seem like I'm assuming that you're going to be positive on him based off of his alma mater. I mean, he is what he is. He's a great blocking tight end, and that's uh, you know about it. He may he may catch you a, a six yard curl, uh, but not exciting. Um, but depth pieces right. right uh so if you're gonna go to that jumbo package and use the big tight end uh now if we you know drew sample gets hurt now we've got somebody else in the practice squad that we can run in there and it seems like we're picking up browns and we're picking up steelers and we're spying on guys i don't mind it i don't mind it either you know hey we respect our foes we respect our guys in the division and who we got to go against so you got to get creative with a lot of these things. Uh, you don't have to get the best guy on their team to go and play for your team. You don't have to do that because they're going to do everything they possibly the playbook, can. right? <laughs> you get some brains in the room. That's all you got to do. Yeah. You know, at this point, we got enough brains to overcome anybody that we go against. But you all, it, it never hurts to have an extra body in the room that offers more knowledge about a team that they just came from that you play twice a year. And that's Zach Gentry for the most part. Amen. I'll uh I'm gonna stop right here and take a quick break to pay some bills. Sit tight, we'll be right back. All right, we are back and we're back. For those of you on YouTube, you get to see my ugly mug again. So I'm sorry about that confusion. In the Calvin Johnson Detroit jersey, so let's That's not right. forget about That's that right. too. Uh, one pride. We got Bengals and we got Lions. We'll be one pride on Thursday night football for sure. For sure. We're all rooting for yeah. Detroit. Detroit versus everybody tonight. Yeah. All right, so – we got the Brownies, game one. Mm -hmm. Been a little bit tough sledding. Um, for those of you that thought, hmm, we took a break 
a little bit earlier than normal. You're right. We did. This isn't going to be an hour-long show. Because later today, you're going to be able to catch the first episode of Strange Love. Strange Love, uh, uh, we we actually recorded it yesterday. It's going to drop uh, Thursday, 3 o'clock. And uh, we're going to be taking a weekly look at our upcoming matchup and try to have somebody in from those teams, show them a little love, uh, and get a little more in-depth with the matchups. Um, John Suchan, uh, Suchan from the Fanatical Elves Network. Elves with a Z. I did make fun of his elf backstage. Uh, but John did a great job. You're going to want to check that out. Uh, we get a little more in-depth about matchups, what we think. And we even talked a little bit about season and and uh, some big-picture things with John, too. John did a great job, uh, does a lot for for Fans First Sport Network, and um, and he's all over the place with uh, writing and, and doing a lot of good stuff. So uh, we'll get a little more in-depth there, but what's your biggest concern as a Bengals fan going into that Browns game? Game one, Justin. Well, I think history repeating itself to where they outthink their own game plan when playing against this team. The Browns got better in their run defense this past offseason, but they weren't very good last year. But, however, they got to take time to jail. Run the ball. It's okay to test that newfound run defense that they clamoring about that it's gotten better and then just run the ball. And what has happened in previous matchups before was and I'm not talking about the last game when we finally got over the hurdle and beat them, but the, the the game that everybody talks about the most is the Halloween game. They didn't run the ball enough, and they got behind the sticks very early. You know, down a few deficits, eight to nothing. Then it just started spiraling out of control. And next thing you know, we're down twenty five to nothing, down thirty two to nothing before we finally get our first points on the board. And by then, it was just too late. That was because they tried to turn this into a game where they can air it out where it just things were just snowballing out of control. They didn't sort of temper their expectations a little bit and just trust and believe that they can just simply run the ball. And I think that that's what they got to do, establish the run, and then the play action will open up. We already know what Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, T, Tyler can do, and potentially what Irv Smith Jr. can do. Which you And I also think that the Bengals know this too. Now, yeah, if they do go into five wide, I won't be mad. But well, – I- you, you know, Coach Taylor's alluded to the fact that he like it's it's a lot of fun to throw the ball with Joe Burrow and these guys. You know, what I mean, he's he's kind of this kind of you know sometimes I get caught up in it. Yeah, it, it can be very enticing because you got intoxicated top three, say. top two quarterback in the league, and I would want to throw the ball so much too. But you got to remember, one of the greatest Joe Burrow strengths is he elevates the entire team around him, and that does include the running game too. Yeah. So if you the Browns, they they're secondary, and I'm going off of this with the notion that Denzel Ward is playing, even mm-hmm. though he has nursed that concussion for a few weeks now, and. You know, it, it, he's still in concussion protocol. I think he was back at practice um, finally before. I'm going with that all signs points that he's going to play this game. The Browns have a plethora of corners that they can match up pretty well against our trio receivers. Now, that's not going to be meaning that you got to be scared to test them. You test whoever, you know, and don't be scared yeah. to make that. Mo- don't, don't be scared to make those money throws like Chase did when he was by himself against them same three guys in the last game. I think. That's where – so my only concern is history and deja vu repeating itself in that notion to where they get so 
hell bent on throwing the ball relentlessly instead of trusting and believing that, hey, they can find matchup problems. Because as much as people want to say that the Browns are, they match up better against us, uh, we have really good matchups for them too that they can't, they, they, there's some mismatches there as well. So test them, exploit them. Don't be afraid. And if that means running the ball more than throwing it, then run the ball more. You know, it's no shame in our game. We know Joe Burrow is going to be on track of trying to get an MVP this year. He ain't got to prove it that he make a, he can make a statement week one, and I believe he will. But I also think that Joe Mixon can make an even bigger statement week one. So I, I like that. I do like that take. Um, and, and one of the things I like about it, not a lazy take, Justin. You never go for the 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 low hanging fruit. You always get in there and dive around and find find a really good take because I think. Most people, if you knee jerk reaction, ask a Bengals fan, you know, what's your concern going into this week? It's Miles Garrett, it's the offensive line. Da, 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 da. Guess what? I'm going to take a page from your book. I ain't falling down that rabbit hole. Although I am a little bit curious <laughs> about it. I, I really, my concern is safeties, live game, a little more, uh, in-depth route trees from opposing teams. Let's see how we uh, – I'm athletic ability. I'm very happy with where we're at with Nick Scott and and Dax Hill. But there's a lot of communication that goes on in that backfield. You cannot, as a defensive back and a safety, make a mistake because there's no one else behind you when you're deep, right? So if you're the deep safety, I want to see the best communication out of those guys. and. I, I I don't they don't have to play spectacular games. Just mm-hmm. don't make the big mistakes. That's my right. concern. Don't make the big mistakes. I actually got something. You mentioned Miles Garrett, and I haven't mentioned him obviously, because that's just like you said, that's just a too easy thing a year for that's the first person you think about when you think of the Browns. But he's the boogeyman, but yeah. He is. He has been the Joe Burrow's thorn, and he's been a thorn in Joe Burrow's side over, over you know, since Burrow got in the league. But I'm gonna actually th- I'm gonna actually throw something in there that makes me makes you think a little bit. Miles Garrett, when he plays other teams like the Steelers, he doesn't wreak havoc on the Steelers quarterbacks. And then hey, the Steelers have he took have a the man's helmet off his head and beat him with it. What do you mean? That was, yeah, that, I watched that, it that live. in 2019. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. That it was not funny, but funny at the same time. <laughs> it was time funny because he wasn't hitting you with that helmet. That's why it was funny. Oh yeah, no, no, and uh, that, I remember that. But historically speaking, each time the Browns play the Steelers, Miles Garrett he doesn't wreak havoc like that on the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterbacks. And in fact, this they still have a problem. They can't really beat Pittsburgh like they think that they can. Um, even though they split with him last year. But I attribute it to the reason for that is because every time Miles Garrett lines up on the same field as T.J. Watt, T.J. Watt tends to always have the better day. And Miles Garrett just tends to just be a guy that's just another guy. So I say that because we got to look at our own team. Why isn't nobody talking about Trey Hendrickson? Trey Hendrickson is a game wrecker in his own right. Trey Hendrickson performed really well against that same O-line that the Browns had in the last game we played him and got a couple of sacks against Deshaun Watson. Maybe I think it's just one, but he got to Watson, you know, and whereas it's a pressures or sacks, he 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 was very disruptive in that game. 
all the while Miles Garrett in that same vein, same very game that we were talking about where we finally beat him, really did not have a Miles Garrett-like kind of performance. I think you can emulate that this upcoming week. Now, Miles Garrett is one of one. We know how special of a talent he is. But you can take him out of his game by having another one of our own have a game similar to what he's done and make him feel like that he can't match up. Because I do think that Trey Henderson is going to be one of those defensive ends that is finally going to get his due this season. While everybody's already putting the notion, at least Browns fans more like, are putting the notion that he's going to be the running for defensive player of the year award finally. But the Browns got to win at a high level for that to even happen. And I don't know if that's going to happen. But Trey Henderson can. I, I can see Trey Henderson being a part of that discussion when the season's in. Yeah, and don't hey, don't forget our boy Tim Lyons on the show last time said that uh, he was picking Hubbard to be defensive MVP, which woo, hot yeah, take, yeah, hot take. Oh, I hope yeah. he's right. We're we're making some I noise. So that's right. Uh, so that said, you're high on Hendrickson, but is that who you give your game ball for uh, the week one matchup with the Browns? Is that your player of the week, or you got somebody else? I'll give you one defense and I'll give you one offense. Oh, I like it. Defense, defensively, I will say Trey Henderson. I just think that he's he's playing like a man possessed these days. You know, even in practice, uh, I'm hearing a lot of great things about him. When it comes on the offensive side of the ball, I'm going to go with the obvious selection. I think Jamar Chase is going to cook up that Brown secondary because I truly feel like that when Jamar said – in an interview prior to last season, he said, hey, he got respect for the Browns' corners. they pretty good, especially Denzel Ward. But he knows when we see him, it's on sight, and it's we it's going to happen. We uh, They talk too much trash and all that stuff. It's on sight. And damn it, did he not live up to those expectations during the last game we played him when T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd was out, and it was just Jamar and Trent Irwin that Burrow was throwing the ball to. Jamar had himself a day, I believe, 11, 10, 11 catches over 100 yards and a touchdown. And that bullet that Joe Burrow threw in the end zone being one where Jamar didn't even see the ball, but it landed right there in his bread basket. That was with Denzel Ward over. And he was able to make that game, make that score happen. I think he's getting a second game ball on offense, if you ask me personally. Nice. All right. Well, I'm, I'm actually going to take – that's not where I was going with this, but I'm going to take a page from your book. I'm going to give two game balls away. Defensive game ball, we're playing against the Cleveland Browns. Good offensive line. First person I think of is Nick Chubb. I think the game ball goes to DJ Reader. Yeah. We hold him like to that. about 72 yards rushing. Force the ball to get thrown. DJ Reader makes a big difference in the middle of that lineup. And they've mm. taken advantage of when he's not in there. So, I'm going to say DJ Reader is going to be my game ball on defense, my game ball on offense. You almost pursued me there. It was a good sales pitch. Jamar Chase is the man. But because of that, and, I, and you know, we got Schwartz now in Cleveland. We're going to roll some coverage, I think, over there. I don't think he's going to let him beat him. Um, I really like the matchup. When you start looking at the inside now, you got Irv Smith and you got Tyler Boyd. I think you're going to have to pick your poison. And because of that reason, I'm going eight catches, a buck 27, and two tutties 
for Tyler Boyd to let mm-hmm. people know he's still here. He's still that dude. It's so, still level cities. <laughs> I love so that too. I, that's going to be. I think he. I think he does a statement game right out the gate, letting everybody know there's three amigos, not right. two. Right. So that's that's my pick for it. Uh, for more coverage and more thoughts on what we've got going on for the game, check it out at three o'clock Thursday. Strange love. We got John Suchan, as I mentioned before. Great job with some insight on the Browns. Um, really looking forward to it. If you can't tell, I'm hyped. I, I football is back, baby. I tailgated yeah. at Michigan at Hellgate last weekend. I'll, I'll be back there again this weekend. I'll be watching all the games on Sunday. It's football season, and I love it. Justin, hey. any parting thoughts? Hey, you know what? Going back into some college football a little bit, I got to give a shout out to Deion Sanders, man, and them Colorado Buffaloes. That was impressive. And you know what? I was always a believer in Deion. People, and the thing what sold me with him is that he he has a presence. Like I've done it at the highest of levels, and yet it's translating into his coaching abilities as well. Too, he took a HBCU in Jackson State and brought him into a ranked program just last year. Now he obviously moved on to a Power 5 school, but he didn't just go to any Power 5 school. He went to a 1-11 Colorado team that mm-hmm. can't really get out of their own way, and it was just just terrible all across the board that had no history of winning behind him. He goes there, and what does he do? Immediately be, de- be, defeats a ranked TCU team who was just in a college football playoff in the national championship game. Yeah, That's impressive stuff, man. And his son, Shadur Sanders, and that boy, Travis Hunter, man, watch out, man. Those are going to be some future guys on Sundays. And I hope one of them is in the stripes, and that's Travis Hunter, because, man, he oh. does give me a little bit of reincarnation of Deion Sanders. So yeah, I got to give a shout-out. He's making me want to watch college football just to watch how they progress throughout the college football season but shout out to Dion, man you're doing your thing bro love it love it love it love it so you're gonna keep everything hyped down there in the 513 you know it let's uh-huh. let's make it work man you I know the home opener is not say it again you and chase hold it down out there Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I told him that you gotta make it you gotta make it a a testament to come and link up with me down here you know, since I know he's got school and doing all his stuff, but I'm happy to see that he's doing what he's doing there. And, you know, we, we've definitely made some conversation that we're, we're going to make this happen. Right. It's just too good for us to not to do it. So, well, yeah, I'll be out of this, uh, out of this Honolulu blue after the chiefs lose to the lions and I'll be back in stripes on Sunday, right here in downtown Pittsburgh. Hey, What's your prediction for tomorrow's? I mean, for the uh, Thursday night game. For the Thursday night game, mm-hmm. I'm gonna call it a shootout. Okay, 37-34 Lions. Okay, Rawr. See, I, I, I I'm not falling into the trap of the Travis Kelsey injury. I think he's going to end up playing. Um, I understand that there was news reports all week that he's hyperextended his knee at practice. Right now he's listed as questionable, but I just feel like that he's going to be playing. Um, 
Look, it's opening re-night for the Chiefs, and I'm just going to go ahead and give them the victory. Uh, but I do think the game is going to be a lot closer than people indicate that this is not going to be some doormat of a Lions team that you're going to just walk right on over. Dan Campbell got them boys ready to play, and it will not shock not shock me if they go in there into Kansas City and pull off the upset on ring night. But I'm not going to predict that. I think that it will be like a 27-23, 27-24 game, you know, something like that. But I'll give the Chiefs a win and then go one and off. Yeah, I, I hope I'm wrong. I hope it's a slobber knocker. I like Jack Campbell, um, really good linebacker. I like for the, yeah. the from Iowa. They got a couple of Iowa boys, Sam Laporta. They got uh, you know Jameer Gibbs. I I like some can't of wait the. To watch him. I can't wait. I, yeah, man. It's uh, they they took some cool players and uh, you know, hey, I'm pretty much rooting for everybody against the Chiefs. But I'm definitely rooting for the Lions against the Chiefs. <laughs> so right. uh, yeah, no, I mean. My parting shot is uh, get your stripes out. Let's get ready for a great season, man. It could be a memorable one. Yes, sir. Let's do it. It could be a memorable one. All right, man. We appreciate you guys. Make sure you like, subscribe, follow, download, unlike, re-like, resubscribe, re-download, get all of the likes, share it with your friends. Every week we keep getting more and more viewers. We appreciate you. Let's us do a lot more content like you're going to see with the strange love cut to the chase on Wednesday mornings. You got running through the jungle on uh, Thursday mornings. You got strange love, the, the, the kind of preview um, on Thursday drive time, 3 PM. Uh, you're going to have some post game stuff coming from us too. So keep an eye out for all that. Uh, you know, Tim Lyons is going to be joining us again soon. Uh, Chase will probably be jumping on a couple different things. So we've got a lot going on. So we appreciate your support. Share it with any Bengals fans you know out there. And we will bring you more and more content. Make sure you check out this strange love because it was actually really good stuff. I appreciate uh, John doing that again. And uh, for Justin Lacey, I'm Brandon Harriet. Check us out next week as we are running through the jungle. (laughs) 